Hey, well, welcome everyone. We did a bit new one. I've actually um started doing a new a new thing. We're on the Patreon. So to our oh fucking hell, one of the Patreon members has cancelled. That's, that's not great. His name is Luke. What a twat. That's sad. I'd give him a give Luke a um speech on why he should come back. Because everything we say is very topical and interesting. And obviously he's gonna miss he's gonna miss the best bits which are coming up. Yeah, but why should he support us for three pound a month on the on the Patreon? Uh that's a very good question. <laughs> that's being edited out, isn't it? Yeah. Um you know, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to ask me that later. You can't ask you can't, you can't throw that one straight at me. It'll warm up. Well, we'll cut that out. But what I have done to what I was saying is I've 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 done a ten minute um preamble of the episode before we do it on the patreons there's me talking about it and talking about my experience in relation to the episode so people to join the patreon will have to join that for three pound a month and you get a um seven day free trial so that's fantastic maybe that's why he just had a seven day free trial and then then no he didn't didn't. he signed up before i set the seven day free trial okay maybe he's poor hard times um, a cup of coffee. They couldn't have a cup of coffee. No. Well, coffee's more. It doesn't matter. Um. So yeah, we're going to talk about us doing. We're gonna we're gonna um circle back to when we first did it. First podcast. It was a lot yeah. better than I thought it was actually that first one, wasn't it? It was. I I listened to it. I just um need say far too many okays. So I just need to stop okay. saying okay so much. <laughs> I must have said okay probably fifty times. Yeah. I remember when I was a um when I was doing working in the gym i went on the radio do you remember that yeah and you like you said mate too many times so yeah you're getting uh your advice getting back to you so we spoke about us doing drugs together and what i spoke about on the preamble was i remember that the first kind of three instances we did i obviously said it in more detail then otherwise it would be pointless for them to listen to it but um so the first one was when we went to um that guy's birthday yeah and we did it in a in a tent so that was a bit mad because we I'd never done drugs before. I was actually quite against drugs at that point. You know that? Were you? Well, I don't know if I was, but I was working in a gym, wasn't I? Yeah, you know? sort of a bit anti that. I think that's. I think everyone has that sort of initial, um, I don't know, uh, stance of oh that's bad, and 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 then people who do that must be massive drug addicts or, or just not functional and it's not normal behaviour. And yeah, everyone takes that sort of when when you're younger, you always have this sort of moral high ground with absolutely no information or, or any sort of anything to back it up in your head or why you like it. You just take a position for because you think you should. And then you realise life's shit and you might as well just take something to make it better. Well, partly. <laughs> um, but I was uh, not maybe that I was against drugs. I was just very health conscious. Yeah. Wasn't I? So yeah. I remember, I remember actually um, I got... um. I don't know if you remember him, but it doesn't matter who it was. But when I was about probably 12 years old, I was sat with my friend and I, I'd stayed around his house, school friend. And I was telling his parents, I one day I'm going to do drugs. Did you? Well, I Jesus. Just, I just said, I'd like to try it. And they were like, God, this guy's, this kid's messed up. <laughs> and then the. You're like 12. Yeah. And then the kid who I was with, his the kids whose parents it was, he actually ended up to be a bit of a drug addict. So. Did he? Mm. Do you think you instigated that? So if anyone came out on top, I think it's me. 
Definitely. Do you know what I think? Yeah. Um, yeah, the first instance was with you and when we went to that guy's birthday, and you just cracked out a big, a load of cocaine, really. That's all I remember. Uh-huh. And do you have some? You, then you had some. Yeah, I had some. Okay. Um, had yeah, a I vaguely remember. Bit. My friend was there. He was also very anti-drug, so we did it for the first time then. And then we just started doing it, really, because we, we thought, oh, it's not going to kill us. You know, and I was like, do it. Yeah. It's fine. But I think that that's the false illusion, isn't it? I think people think, you know, it's always always sort of told that, oh, my God, do drugs. And then, you know, uh, a tablet or the slight sniff of something and you'll be addicted immediately. So you mustn't do it, which is, of course, completely wrong. Well, maybe in some cases it might be right. <laughs> I don't think I, there's probably not a, a case in history where someone's done drugs once and has instantly become addicted to it. I don't think that's the case. But you've done heroin before, haven't you? Yeah. Because mm. I I did a gig the other day with a guy that used to be an addict, and he talks about it. And he I said, "How? What's heroin like?" And he said, "Amazing." Yeah. Do you remember what it was like? Yeah, it's very good. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. Amazing, so did you yeah. do the whole spoon and blood and? No, Christ, not injecting it. Just I think it was called chasing the dragon, which is basically where you you heat it up on a spoon and then then inhale it. Oh, really? Yeah. And that was when you were in prison. Yeah. And you never did it again. No. Did you ever have the urge to do it again? No. Okay. Hmm. I mean, I wouldn't say I wouldn't if like. the opportunity came up, but it's just never, <laughs> never something that I, I, it's never something I pursued. So, but people say you can't do heroin once. That's what people say, isn't it? They say oh, it's not something you could do once and then never do it again. I think I think people say a lot of things, which is which are all mis- complete misconceptions, aren't they? There mm. will be someone on the planet. I'm sure he's done it once and got terribly addicted to it and i'm sure that people have done it a thousand times and have never done it again i suppose doing it in prison it was difficult to get it again wasn't it or not i don't think so there are plenty of drugs there there's so. lots of drugs circulating around prison is there yeah all the yeah. time that's interesting yeah heroin's probably quite a good place to do prison because it makes the time go faster <laughs> yeah, I, guess so. I guess so um no prison's a good place to do heroin that's what i meant to say but mm. so i did that um, but the thing is, for me, I don't know. I know I spoke about this on the thing, on the preamble. I don't know what you think, but it it didn't compute with me how mad it was that I was doing it with you. It's, well, I, again, I, I, you know, it? I I listened to I listened back to that whole episode, and actually from listening back, apart from as I say, saying far too many K's, I thought I didn't think there was anything in it that I thought was particularly bad okay but the interesting thing is i did some statistics too based on that and i oh, looked did at you, for what example, you sat down and did some statistics yeah, i looked at i looked at how many people for example so how many people in this country do you think die from taking ecstasy or mdma a year uh like hardly any 68 how many people do you think die from alcohol related deaths a year in this country million 21,900. So again, oh. <laughs> it, it's, it's funny how it's completely socially acceptable for a man to maybe take his son to a pub at 18 and buy him his first pint. Okay, but mm. actually, okay, as controversial as this is, it would be far safer for him to actually buy him an ecstasy tablet or a little bit of MDMA. Mm. The other interesting thing is two-thirds of the prison population, okay, have alcohol-related problems. Okay, and I was listening to Jordan Peterson the other day, and he said 50% of murderers uh, were under the influence of alcohol when they murdered that person. 50% of the people who, who have been murdered were also under the influence of alcohol. 
and, and pretty much i think what was it 50 percent of uh rapists were under the influence of alcohol so alcohol is not great by comparison but we've we've just i think we've spoken about this before we've we've normalized it and socialized it and, and made it look okay but it's actually in terms of substances absolutely the worst but the thing is you're not going to kill someone on ecstasy are you like no that's a point you remember wouldn't when do I, it. well unless you unless i mean you might hug them to death because you love them too much remember when i had my phone stolen do you remember that in london yeah yeah well, what happened was um I was in uh, Soho with with Chris, right, and we were sat on this. Um, well, we take an MDMA because it was like the last last night of. Basically, I moved to London, didn't I? And then yeah. I worked in a gym, and then the gym got shut because of lockdown. So it was a very sad yeah. time. And um, we were sat on we we take an MDMA, and then we were sat on this um ledge. It was about a so our knees are about shots a normal person's shoulder height, and I was just cuddling this lesbian like we were just hugging on the thing and then there was a gay guy there classic like lesbian out with a gay and then chris goes to the gay guy do you want to cuddle <laughs> and the guy, goes, yeah. the guy just goes yeah so we're just there hugging these random people and then because we, we're so fucked on mdma and then yeah. they, these these rob these guys come over and they're like tap, patting my knees and going yeah 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 spanish guys i guess and um i'm thinking they're just being friendly i'm like yeah it's joining on the fun and then my phone's gone, isn't it? Oh. I'm like, oh fuck, they've taken my phone. And then this lesbian is like the most les she's like if you imagine a lesbian, it's her, right? She's like yeah. she plays yeah. rugby. She played rugby Stereoty- stereotypical, yeah. Yeah, and she's like going she know she knows what's happened, so she's like getting really pissed off. And then the trying to help me, and then they walk off and she chases them down. Really? So I'm like, fuck, I'll go with her, I guess. Um, yeah. And then what she did was she managed to, like, because there's, there's loads of drug dealers on that street, right? And she managed to get, like, three or four of the drug dealers to join her in force and really? follow her into this alley with these guys. And then we're having, like, this back and forth, like, fight with the guys. Really? Not, not even a fight, but nothing happened. And then one of them just, like, there was because what they did was they took our phone, my phone, and then gave it to someone else, and the other person had walked off. So none of them had my phone, but they'd taken it. And one of the guys just pulled his trousers down and got his dick out, like really? to show he didn't have the phone. And then one of them got a knife out, and the drug dealers were like, "Yeah, I'm not helping you anymore, man. Sorry." So, okay. Wow. But that even then, I wasn't like I wasn't really aggressive because they're taking MDMA. And then yeah. the drug dealers like, "Man, I'm so sorry about your phone." I was like, "Ah, oh, it's all right. It's just a phone." <laughs> I didn't really care. So that was that happened. Man. That's fucking depressing having to go home after that. Was it? No, well, no phone, oh, no well, job. I think I'd spent. Oh, the other thing, because I thought I was going to earn a load of money at the gym, so I'd we, that week we were just going out every night. I'd spent about a thousand pounds just. Oh Jesus Christ! On a week uh. at the gym where, where I was not being paid because like a trial week. That was such a stupid thing to do. Don't know why I did that. Live, live and learn. Yeah, quite right. But um, so you had some questions, is that right? Yeah. So what was I think? <clears throat> excuse me. It's uh, I guess what was your ta- what, what's your take on that? Because obviously I know I've got my view on on I think it was completely normal or fine. But what, what was actually how did you feel about that? Well, do you know what it was? Uh, I thought about this a lot actually. For a time, I didn't really have any feelings towards it because I was kind of blindsided. You know, because me and you didn't have a relationship for so long, and then we were hanging out all the time, and pretty much every free moment I'd spend with you and your mates, and it was a great time. Um, yeah. 
so I fought you. Um, and I don't know if you, um, this will probably sound insulting, but I don't know if you do this on purpose, but when you, when people tend to get close to you, I don't know if this would be insulting, you give them a lot, you know? Yeah. So, and you almost become, they almost become a part of your life. And I felt like I was an extension of, of you in a way. Yeah. For, for, for a time, not, not even that much my own person. So I didn't really have any feelings towards it at the time because I was just so in the moment of it was almost like being a drug addict you know I was just so in the moment of hanging out with you and I didn't even think of you as a dad I thought of just you were just a mate that just gave me loads of money uh -huh. <laughs> um like a mate that I could do cool stuff with I guess yeah so I didn't really have any feelings towards it I don't think um no Really? I don't really think now. I ever thought it was weird, but then people would obviously say to me it was weird, but people have been saying that stuff you do is weird for years, so it just became the norm. Because you know what it is with you? Because you've done so much outrageous stuff. When you do something, it just becomes a thing you've done. Yeah, it becomes normalised. But then I tell someone else, and they go, that's fucking, that's fucked up, and I go, ah, sorry. You know, I mean? Like when you started dating uh, your current girlfriend, she's obviously significantly younger than you, yeah, and that's not you know I do jokes about it on stage and people are like that's weird. But I just when you when I heard about that, I just thought yeah, it sounds about right. I I think the thing is, um, it, it, it's I think when you question people's belief system or what they're used to, then they're always going to say that's weird, okay, because it's not something that they're necessarily doing or been involved in. So they're always going to anything that's not usual to someone or anything that that they haven't done or haven't experienced they're always going to say it's weird i don't think but as i say i listened to that whole episode and apart from as i say 75 to many okays i thought i thought it, it in terms of rationalization it all sounded there's nothing there that, that i thought that sounds weird or controversial like i say it's fine for um, a man to take his son to a pub and ply him with alcohol okay which actually is far more risky and dangerous than potentially taking MDMA, as long as you know where the MDMA comes from and, and it's been it's it's of a safe substance. Well, I would say more about not, that. Not time. that I mean, not 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 that I'm advertising that for anyone to do. Not that I'm saying that. I was going to start selling MDMA huh? on Patreon. <laughs> Father and son MDMA. <laughs> it is illegal though. Yeah, but. There's not we haven't got any members, so no one's gonna unless one Sims of them is a policeman. Way. Absolutely. <laughs> um no, I think if I if if I could change something about that time, it would be to not um be as influenced by you. That's what it would be. Yeah, I think I, it's interesting. When you said you felt like an extension of me, I find that curious because why did you feel that way? Well, because I just I took what you said so to heart. Uh-huh. Or so literally. Like yeah. And you gave me a lot of advice and a lot of good advice and a lot of advice that maybe I would have rather, on reflection, rather not had. Because I would have just done my own... Because I was working in the gym at the time, right? Yeah. And it, when I was working on the desk, it was great. And then when I started hanging out with you... Because before, the gym was all I did, really. And I enjoyed working there. But then I started hanging out with you and I kind of lost focus because I was doing all this other shit. Um. 
Like when I went to Ukraine, my boss was like, what are you going to Ukraine for? It's so weird. And Romania as well. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Um, so, no, no, no. Tell you what I think the big thing was, was the, no, no, the, yeah. I think I would rather just, so the, I took too many of your suggestions, I think, is what I'm trying to say. Like, mm-hmm. so I was working at the gym and you kept telling me that working at the gym was a dead end in terms of career. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I lost sight of what I was doing at the gym and I took my eye off the ball and it almost got to a point where, cause I wanted to go self-employed, didn't I? Yeah. And I think you did tell me that not to do that, but I wanted to do it so bad. And then my boss was like, yeah. man, you're not ready. You're 19 years old. But then cause I was, it got to the point where I was so bad on the desk. He was like, I'll oh, just fuck it. Just go on, <laughs> give it a go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest because in a part, it's, it was a mistake. But obviously, not, none of it matters now because I'm in a completely different path. But I do sometimes think... I mean, if I, was, if I was still working at the gym, I'd be earning quite a lot of money. But I wouldn't be doing comedy. So I'm glad it's worked out how it has because comedy is the thing I want to do. But um, and I'd still be in Yeovil probably with a girlfriend that I hated and stuff like that. I, thought, I always, so, I always um, say to people... Especially my mother, for example, who's got two sons that she never sees. Okay, and and she doesn't have a great relationship with them, and vice versa. And one of those sons, okay, um, you know, it's quite he's he's quite sort of um, what's the word? Uh, disturbed, I guess, in in himself, and quite resentful of uh, things that happened in the past. Okay, the way he he felt he was brought up and so on and so forth. But I said to her, I said, look, the, the, the thing is, even though you might regret, okay, some of the, I don't know, uh, methods, things you did at the time, you don't know how he would have been if you hadn't done that. You don't know how much worse he potentially could have been if you hadn't behaved the way you behaved. And what we do is, is because we don't know that. So, for example, it's the same with you. Okay, if you're going with hindsight, which is which is you know, I, I, I think I've used it before, but I love it. a friend of mine always says I've got a field full of containers for hindsight. Okay, again, hindsight is of no use at all, mm. and we all have masses of hindsight. Okay, but to say if I had done, but you don't know what would have happened if you had done that. I mean, maybe you're right. Okay, maybe you just would have ended up staying in the Oval with a girlfriend. Uh, and being persuaded to, I don't know, for example, go in the police force or stay personal training or something like that. In reality, the chances of you doing what you're doing now would have been slim to none. Well, I definitely I'd wouldn't stayed. be. If I'd stayed at the gym, I'd still be working at the gym in Yeovil. Indeed, yeah. yeah. So, so I, I don't, I, I mean, again, but surely that the whole going to the, I mean, you know, when you hear about the Ukraine, for example, in Kiev and what's going on there, at least you've been there. Yeah, it was you actually visit the place, so you can reference it in your head. It's not a place that doesn't exist on the planet. It's a place where, where you you can think. Yeah, I've been there. I, I, I wonder what I wonder what the city's like now. Is it terrible? Is it still okay? Can you get a drink there? Could you get a cup of coffee? Is everyone sort of in bomb shelters? Are they going about their normal business? Is it scary? But you can at least reference what it was like. Well, what I was going to say is is the biggest influence, influential decision I made on your behalf. Maybe is the doing the pickup course mm. because that at the time for me to because i remember the moment actually because i did the boot camp and then 
<laughs> you know what's funny? I, I did the um, boot camp and I was like, you were, which was like 500 pounds and you paid for me very nice. And then you were saying you might do the intensive, which yeah. is four grand. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm, I couldn't, that'd be ridiculous. Yeah. And then um, Adam rung me up one day and he's like, Dom, I want to go to, we're going to go to Magaluf on a lad toilet. I was like, yeah, yeah, sounds great. Let's do that. And then you ring me up and say, we're going to do the intensive. And I said, yeah. no, no, we're not. <laughs> um, I said, well, I know I'm not. And then I said, I'm going to go to Magaluf of Adam. And you were like, what are you going to go to Magaluf instead of do this self-development boot camp? Are you mad? So I did that. And I paid the money back to you. Yeah. Um, but, you know, on reflection, that was a... Because then when I left the gym, I had no savings. Uh-huh. So I had to, you know, do everything I could to work. And now it doesn't matter. But that was a big decision that I would definitely wouldn't have made without your influence and right. a slightly silly decision as well but then what's funny is we did the um you took me on that trading course didn't you yeah um <laughs> a week i think and you paid for me and then i was like dad i'm no way am i doing the mm-hmm. intensive trading course and then, <laughs> by the end of the week i'd signed up for it <laughs> yeah i didn't do Crazy. it in the end i didn't no. do it but i signed. I was like what the fuck because you just make everything sound like such a good and you don't do it from a place of malice no you do it from a place of wanting to help that person. You just make it sound like such a good idea. Yeah. People should send you on courses as an undercover course seller. Do you reckon? Yeah, I reckon they should, yeah. What actually? Have me sit in the audience or sit, sorry, sit. No, sit. You, you do like the, so you do like the sit boot camp the and you're like, man, I, I'm definitely going to do this. Yeah. This yeah, yeah and they'll be like, yeah, no, yeah. no, I'm not. So, yeah. No, you should. You should definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm getting signing up. This sounds fantastic. Yeah. So I think that is one of the that that was one of the because when I think of doing drugs, I don't think of just the drugs. I think of the whole time. Um, and it was obviously all, all a part of, it. you know, and it was a fun time. But I just a lot of stuff I was do, like I was working for you. I was hanging out with you. So it was all I was doing with you. Yeah. So, you know, now I don't think about those times badly, really. Maybe a few moments, but um, yeah, I don't know. Just like if it was now, I would have done it differently. Yeah, but that's that's surely that's kind of that's everything. But again, like I say, you don't know um, potentially where the next turning in the road would have been. Okay, different to what you're doing now if you potentially hadn't done that. So again, often I think what we do is we we kind of we sort of live in this. Um, perfect world where we want everything to be perfect and we can't stand being wrong and we want to be right all the time and if someone says oh you know you've done that wrong we sort of instantly feel uh we feel cross with ourselves or we feel we're being told off okay etc etc but that's those those potential ways of doing it i mean often i say to myself well i don't know i mean i bought i bought an outdoor settee set the other day and uh, and when it came, I didn't research it properly. When it came, I don't like it that much. And I thought, well, I'll just keep it here and then maybe I'll sell it and buy the one I want. But then I thought to myself, yeah, well, the good thing with buying this one is I can see how it fits in the space. So actually, if I bought the one I was going to buy, it would have been too big. So at least buying the wrong one shows me how to buy the right one. Why don't you so just often, return it? I like to, I've unpacked it and stuff like that, and it's fine for a minute. 
but that's not the point. Forget forget the set E set. Okay, I'm gonna keep it for you, then I'll send it in you. Okay, so I get I get a nice use out of it. But what I'm saying is often you have to do the wrong thing and be prepared to do the wrong thing to find out how to do the right thing. Because by what what I, f- I find a lot of people do is paralyze themselves uh trying to do the right thing all the time or do the perfect thing and they end up doing nothing which is the worst thing you can do i mean ultimately obviously with some decisions that's that could be a great thing to do okay but in the main if you're trying to progress if you like you to find out what career you want to go into you've got to probably go into the wrong career first Mm. because how would you know what career you want to go into until you know what you don't want to do well, that's the thing. I did have to hit kind of a low point to do what I'm doing now, because what I wanted to do now was, a, you know, what I'm doing now to do it was a big kind of crazy decision in a way. Because I worked for you and then we fell out, so I stopped working for you. And then I worked as a bin man and I was like, well, I've got nothing here, you know, there's nothing to, worth staying for. So I moved. And if I had a ju- decent job, I wouldn't have done that. No, I don't think you wouldn't. But but then how did you? Because I'm curious. I keep on. I still. I was asking Amy. I was talking to Amy about this the other day. I was saying, how did you go from being a bin man potentially to wanting to be a comedian? What what was that? What was the what was your um, motivation there? What was right? What was what was the, the light bulb mo- light bulb moment? Remember Sasha Day Game? Do you remember who that is? Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's a self development coach, and he used to be a comedian. I know, I know a few people that used to work because he lived in London and did comedy. I know a few people that did yeah. comedy with him. Apparently, he wasn't he was he used to say he was a professional. Apparently, he wasn't good at all. And um, okay. he so he ran, but he's a very good teacher. So he did a comedy therapy course, which was like learning to do comedy and then learning to kind of therapize yourself with humor. So I did that in the lockdown. That was six weeks, and they said by the end of it, you've got to go and perform comedy. So I either on Zoom or live, and I chose to do it live because the things were opening up again. So we went to Ealing, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And did my first ever show. And oh, I was that I your saw... first ever one? Yeah, I remember there was this. What, the, the open mic? Yeah. In that shop that was sort of empty shop? Yeah. And there was oh, this yeah, remember. woman there, that Canadian woman who was not bad at comedy, you know. She clearly had done it. She was, and she was laughing a lot, and that made me feel good. And then I just kept doing it. And that was the good thing out coming to London to work in the gym, actually, because I did loads of gigs in that time. So, and that made me decide I wanted to do comedy instead of working in the gym industry. So, but so the consequence of, of where you kind of say to backtrack and you say doing the pickup course potentially was a mistake. But then if you hadn't done that course, you I wouldn't, wouldn't have Sasha, done, That's true. You wouldn't have met Sasha. So, no. well, I definitely well, wouldn't I mean, have done the you, course. You could you could say it's maybe an expensive way in, but potentially money when you spent the money that that's gone. It, it's been only, I think I've never thought to myself, God, I still wish I had that exact thousand pounds I had when I was twenty five, because it's a thousand pounds. It's like every other thousand pounds. It's not unique, is it? There's not. I mean, you don't have a unique thousand pounds. Yeah, that's very true. Do you, you I do understand. Yeah, and I don't regret yeah. doing it. You know. It developed me as a person, but I'm just saying it was a big decision to make at that time without any real thought. But maybe that's, you know, I'm, but I'm glad my life's where it is now. I've got a great life. Yesterday, I um woke up, went to the gym, played Xbox for a couple hours, and then went and did a gig for a 
good person's wage. So <laughs> and then drove home. That's a good life. Xbox. What are you playing on Xbox? Oh, well, I'm not. It's not Xbox. It's PlayStation. My flatmate has left. He, he's got one. So I'm using his. Mm-hmm. And I'm just playing Call of Duty. Is it good? It is really good. But do you know what? It, it's just such a thin line of. Because it's so unproductive, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, I love doing it, but I need to. I want to play I this. Think you've got, yeah, but I think you've got to, the unproductive thing is I'm, I'm not sure. Like, it's funny because it occurred to me when I kept on hearing life is short. And then I thought to myself, well, actually, when I, when I was kind of doing nothing one day, I thought life's a pretty long time, actually. If I think the number of the days on the planet I'm going to live, assuming mm-hmm. I live till 70 or 80, okay, life is not short at all. Life's the number of hours on the planet or minutes is huge. So a couple of hours on Call of Duty, mate, it's fine. No, do you know what it is? Is, is when I watch TV, in the because how I try and structure my days is I'll go to the gym, and then I'll I'll write in the morning, go to the gym, and then I'll chill out, and then I'll do my gig because I see it like most people work and then they get home and chill out, don't they? Whereas I don't do yeah, that absolutely because I work at night. So I, when I but when I watch TV in the day, for some reason my mind can't relax. Okay. Because I want to, I need because I think I should be working, so I'll be watching TV, but then I'll be thinking about work or working. Uh huh. So I'll never fully immerse myself in the show and relax. Yeah. But then with yeah. a game, I'm fully in it. Yeah, because you know, it's just got it's got you. So, but then you can't you can't play it all day. That's definitely a thing. No, you shouldn't play because it it's not good for your mind. A, a little bit's all right though, because also it allows you. I think an awful lot of creativity isn't necessarily done whilst you're. Th- when if I say right, I want you to be creative now, you're going to find it quite hard to be creative. Often, yeah. it's I find thoughts or ideas get manifested often i i had a problem the other day at work and i thought you, you, you're you focusing on this too much you need to leave it and come back tomorrow and you'll have the solution lo and behold i came up following down i thought i thought it was a unit that w- w- just wouldn't i wasn't wouldn't be square when it was on its side i thought stand it up i literally stood it up and it, it was level That's oh there it. you go I, it just i had one of those moments in bed probably when i was asleep that's what you do and to try and use the same thinking that got you to that that got you that got you into that problem to get you out of it is is not a great idea. Yeah, yeah, quite right. Um, well, there we are. That's the end of it, Dad. We've got to go. Um, it was a good, good chat. That was very quick. Yeah, very quick. I listened to the I listened to Thai one, the Thailand one too, which I didn't think was pretty oh, yeah. good, but I was absolutely, mate. I was, I was, I was pissing myself. Okay, <laughs> absolutely. I can't remember which bit. Okay, it was the one. Actually, it was the one where we sent the police into Mike. Okay, to pick yeah. Mike out. I was absolutely fucking pissing myself. It was so funny. Yeah, it was good. I, it's just, yeah, it was brilliant. Really good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I always right, think afterwards. I was thinking mm, that's really a bit shit, but afterwards when I listened to it, I think God, that sounded really good. No, you're good. They are good, you know. Two Patreons. Okay. I, I was watching the OKs there, so I was a bit more, I was a bit, a bit more trying to be conscious, which made it harder. Yeah. Right. I'm going to end the meeting now, so I want to say bye. Okay. All right. All thanks right. everyone. Join the Patreon. Bye.